Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Liam, the Prove It Guy, author of Limitation Is a Mirage. In this podcast, I will be sharing with you actionable tips, routines, and insights that I have gathered over 20 years of extensive study with masters, experts, and world-class performers. My hope with this podcast is to save you time, money, and frustration, helping you fast-track your way to mastery. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Limitation is a Mirage podcast. This week's been really good for me. I spent Sunday, all day Sunday, up in the Chumsut Fighting Academy in Lisburn. So I've been a part of that academy for about, I think it's about 15 years, maybe longer. Uh, you would have seen in one of the bonus episodes that I talked to Tom Lamont, who is the head instructor there. And we've been in negotiations sort of talking about what I could bring to his program and what he could bring to mine. So we finally came to an agreement and Sunday I was up getting the photo to like finalize being there. And it just got me thinking about my journey through martial arts. So if you've been paying attention to anything I talk about, I talk about martial arts quite a bit. And in my last maybe five years or so of teaching, working one-to-one with people, I sort of forgot how much... Martial arts has crept into everything else that I do and how looking after the body and the mind is really important. Anytime I have a client, I always work with with both aspects. I work on the mental side of it where we're just getting them into a strong mindset for whatever it is they want to achieve. But I notice that I filter in some fitness. I notice I filter in some healthy eating. And without doing it purposefully, it's just because it's part of who I am, part of my lifestyle, that if you spend time with me, you're going to start to hear about that and it's going to start to change the way you think about your life how you eat and the strength within your body so i was chatting to a few different clients since then since sunday and just asking them what it is about my training and and the way i work with them that keeps them there the most and that's what it came down to came down to a stronger body stronger mind so i i put a post up about that the other day that the stronger your body is, the more it can support the mind. So a lot of people focus on on their mental health and then forget about the physical health. But if you're physically healthy and you feel strong, you feel fit, then you're not going to be as likely to mentally crash. You're not as likely to be as fatigued and as tired as someone that just has a weak body. I'm not saying that someone that is into fitness is is super mentally strong. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you're just in a better position to strengthen your mind by strengthening the body and the other way around. So whenever I do uh, my training in the gym, like if I'm going to go and do squatting, like that squatting will be today. So Wednesday is my squat day. When I go to do squatting, squatting's hard. Like it's sore my legs be tired the next day i'll be tired so it takes a lot of mental um, ability to stare at the at the at the bar and say right this is what i'm going to do and i know when i look at my notes what the plan is so say just for easy math i'm going to squat 100 kilos i know that's what i have to do i know what i have to do to warm up to get there but i fully believe that i'm going to get there i don't think right today's 100 kilos oh Right, I need, need to try to get this. That's not going to work. It, it might work for 100, but it's not going to work for 110, 20, 30, and, and so on. I fully believe in when I go in to do what I need to do, I'm going to do it. That way, I'm more likely to achieve it because my my mind and my body are working together as one. And that's something that, that comes up time and time again whenever I train people, whenever I teach, whenever I'm training myself. 
if I'm going to spar, for example, and I remember the first time I ever sparred in in over in England, and the guy was a world champion kickboxer, but I didn't know that at the time. I was just all excited because I was in England, and everything was great, and we're standing there, and we've got our hands up, and, and we're moving around, and I just... First time I've been in this sort of environment. There's people doing all this cool stuff everywhere. The building's like a dojo. It's just designed for this training. Like before I trained in the leisure center and it was just mats. Or I trained in a boxing gym and it looked kind of like a boxing gym. But you knew it was used for other things as well. This was like a magical place for me. It was like kung fu stuff everywhere. Weapons that I'd never seen before. Punch bags, different types of punch bags. And all these guys doing like real cool stuff. So we we start to spar and within within the first five seconds I'm watching the guy and I'm thinking he moves really well. His name was Rich and I'm like he he moves really well. That's better than how I move. And then out of nowhere he just spinning heel kicked me in the head, hit me around the neck, head, back of the head sort of area. And his face when he did it, I think he thought I was just going to move or defend it. But when he started to spin, I was just in such awe of his movement that it completely caught me off guard i didn't react i just reacted by getting kicked in the head and whenever we talked he asked me to take a rest and i was like no no i'm fine let's let's just keep going and i said to him like that was awesome i want to see how like i want to learn how to do that and if i had known that he was a world champion that he was likely to spin and he'll kick me in the head and it was sore and if he if i knew he moved the way he moved and he had won as many fights as he had won that would have completely changed my approach to the spar. I would I would have been more tentative back then anyway because it was only start, <coughs> starting. It was like the first time I ever sparred. So I would have been more tentative. I would have been more afraid. I probably would have held off a bit more and I probably would have got hurt because I was so scared. But because I didn't have a clue, I was just in there moving and, and going at it. So whenever I'm I'm working towards any goal, anything that I want to achieve, I, I know the skill set that I have and then I just want to use it to filter into every other aspect of my life so if if i'm designing a new program whatever it is that i'm designing i i use the aspects of everything that i already have the martial art background the the understanding of how people move how people work all of that comes into play i don't try to think of it as a set like as separate we entities but it's only been recently that i realized that that's how i need to approach my my um my, my training with people so I need to let people know from the start this is what you're going to achieve you're going to tr- achieve a stronger mind yes but we're also going to develop a stronger body with that and that way people are going to get more out of the training whenever you whenever you approach things in a more holistic way because it's obviously just going to be far better so that's what I just wanted to that's what I've been thinking about today I'm thinking about um, starting back with Tom up in Chumsut and we've been doing some Zoom lessons and speaking about where he's taken the art and what he wants to do with it. And it's something that I'm happy to be on board with because it's just, for me, it's just that little missing link that I that I had in my training. Like I, I because I couldn't grade people before or I wasn't under any umbrellas to grade people under and for them to be part of, a, of the club, for want of a better term. I just left out the martial arts thing. I didn't talk about self-defense. I didn't teach people how to make themselves a harder target unless it was a specific course on target hardening. So I didn't do any of that stuff because it just didn't fit with where I was at the time or where I where I thought I was. And again, the fact that I couldn't 
the fact that I couldn't take people and actually grade them up, I didn't see the point in what I was doing. They were, yes, they're going to learn some cool stuff, but it has again, everything has to connect together and have an end goal. And that's something that the realization I've come to in the last couple of weeks is that whether you agree it or not, like if you were asked me to find any of my certificates, I have no idea where they are. My, I should have probably at least 50, not 50, that would be ridiculous, but maybe. Uh, definitely at least 20 certificates uh, in martial arts and weapons and, and, and some of these things, plus certificates and everything else I've done. They're probably in a folder somewhere. I have no idea where it is. It didn't really... It's not something that was high up on, on my need to show people or to prove. I just got them because it was... I didn't care about the certificate. I cared about where that meant I could go next. So I didn't realize that that's not something I actually needed to have to, to develop within people. So I'm really looking forward to being able to add in some of the martial arts drills because, again, it's just such a fast way. If I'm telling you that you need to become more self-aware and then we're able to do pad work or, or very light sparring and that's a fast way of becoming self-aware otherwise you get spinning heel kicked in the back of the head if i tell you that i want you to have, develop proprioception awareness or awareness of things around you and outside then you watching other people spar watching other people do pad work that's going to develop that much faster than me sitting in a, in a room and just telling you what i think you should do and how to observe and then another thing is just like the whenever we play the martial art chess, which is I tell you what I'm going to do or I demonstrate what I'm going to do. And then you have to tell me a couple of different ways you would defend yourself. So I might say I'm going to throw a punch. And you'll say, oh, I'll just pat that down with my right hand. And then I'll say, well, then I'll just throw a right over the top of that. And then you have to think about you start to have to think of what you would do to defend the movement, but also set yourself up for. The, your counter or your move or to put you in a safer position so maybe instead of patting it down with the right you needed to pat it with the right and lead with a, a left uppercut or something like that it'll be obviously be much better whenever we're actually doing the stuff rather than me just telling you about it but i think it's going to really speed up the progression that the my clients and students have um one of the easiest reasons to think that will happen is because i just love doing it i love martial arts i love just hitting a bag, hitting pads, just doing light sparring, grappling, wrestling, whatever it is. I just love it. And the reason I love it is because I know it connects with everything else that I do. And it will improve everything else that I do. So if you're sitting there thinking that whenever you worked with me in the past, we never touched on martial arts, but you really would have liked to do that. I would love to hear from you just, just to know if, I, if I'm right in my, in my thinking. So it's all well and good me thinking that this is a good idea and that, that my clients and students would have enjoyed doing it. But I would love to hear if this is something that you would have, like if I taught you some self-defense movements, would you have felt more confident? Would you feel stronger? Would you would your posture improve because you understand the, the target hardening if you walk like someone that isn't... Um, isn't someone that should be attacked if you walk like someone that knows where they're going? A lot of the reasons that people get jumped in streets and things like that is because they're in somewhere that they shouldn't be and they look like they shouldn't be there whereas if you are somewhere where you shouldn't be but you look like you should be there you're much safer and the last point that i i wanted to touch on is that it will just make much more sense everything that i talk about is martial art related i, I bring it all back it's something i've studied for about 20 years 
you see the weapons behind me if you're watching this rather than um, listening to it. So it has been involved in my life for 20 years. Like it's, I've been doing it for longer than I haven't been doing it at this point. And because of that, it's just crept into everywhere. So you, so it gives people a better understanding of, of why I am the way I am. Why whenever we go into a bar, do I do the Jason Bourne thing of looking for exits, looking for door staff, looking for threats? And again, I'm not going in and doing that like ridiculously. Like I don't have to look at every area and go right this does this. I just scan the room and and I pick up on things a lot faster. My observation skills are are heightened more outside than inside because I work off like a threat level. So in my own house, I'm at a pretty low threat level. And then as I go outside or as I go to like somewhere like Belfast or Dublin or or a, a nightclub or someone that's crowded that my, my threat level in my head goes higher. So it's not a paranoia thing. Like a lot of people get confused between being aware of your threat level and being paranoid. It's not paranoia. It's understanding the environment that you're in. Like, for example, most of my English mates, whenever they were coming over to Ireland, because all they knew about Ireland was that it was full of terrorists and there was always shootings and bombs and, and riots. They were on alert the whole time, but more paranoid because they were worried about things. They weren't aware of things. They were just worried that they might get shot, which to anyone from Ireland, we would think, well, that's pretty ridiculous. It's like for us, it's just like going anywhere. It doesn't we don't think that going over to America, we're going to get shot in a school we don't think it, like that's just not how we think but it's because our understanding of our country is more than the understanding of people coming from outside the country so anytime i had people coming over they would ring me and be like is it really actually safe are you going to pick me up from the airport do we need to like plan how we get to where we're going like basically am i not going to die that was generally the question i'm getting and at the start, I just think it was funny and just take the complete piss out of them and say, no, you'll be all right. Like, I know a few people and they'll keep you safe and I'll make a few phone calls and, and everything will be fine. Uh, and then I realized that people are actually afraid and, and freaking out. So that, that sort of thing is paranoia. You're walking around, you're paranoid that something might be happening. You, you, you know you're in a dangerous place, but you're not putting yourself in a more alert, useful frame of mind. Whereas the stuff that I train with and the stuff that I teach makes you a harder target because not because you become super awesome at kung fu and you can fly and kick anyone that comes near you it's because you're aware you can not put yourself in situations that are going to cause you to be in harm's way you can understand the exits the way the people are moving within the place who's the biggest threat um, how to not look like a threat all that sort of stuff so that all comes with um, what I teach anyway the only difference is before I haven't really involved the physical aspect of it I teach the mental aspect but now that that I'm under um, the Chumsut umbrella and Tom's got an actual system that he's created for people to follow it just gives me a better system to work with people instead of just mentally teaching you now I can physically teach you it. and I, I guarantee anyone that that wants to improve their confidence wants to improve their body shape um gain weight lose weight gain muscle whatever it is that you want to do become a better version of yourself when you start to train in a, in a version of martial arts whatever martial art it is as long as your instructor isn't doing one of them bullshit arts where they like pretend to toss people we see it all all over the place like um all over instagram and stuff where the guys come running at them and they just like move them away with their chi powers or whatever shit they're saying 
as long as your instructor's not doing that, you will develop actual confidence, actual awareness, proprioception, awareness, strength, better posture. All of this will come just from incorporating um, a little bit of martial arts, a little bit of understanding of the martial art. So I know this podcast has just been basically about that, but I'm really psyched for doing that. I'm very excited for it. I was spent all day. I haven't been in a gym, uh, martial arts gym for a long time, and then I got to spend a whole day in one watching people do stuff. Uh, Tom was making his program, so I got to watch him um, hit the bag and move around and do things like that. So just got me a bit more excited for um, for doing that. And then I just wanted to pass that out there and ask the question, do you think this is something that um, would interest you if you were learning self-development? Would you like to learn self-defense? target hardening all that stuff with it so that you can have a more holistic approach physically mentally emotionally and spiritually i suppose because again the martial art isn't just about um fighting and and becoming stronger it's about understanding who you are and and what you want to achieve in life and live in a um a life that just is 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 better for can't think of a term other than better but that's basically it you just like we're always taught that the more more martial arts you learn, you learn martial arts so that you you don't have to use it. And initially, I always thought that was first. I thought it was stupid. Then I thought it was because I would just knock everybody out immediately. And then thirdly, I realized that it was you don't need it because one, you're a harder target. People aren't as likely to want to attack you. Two, your understanding of how people work means that you can um, converse with them much better. So again, you can talk people down. You can stop people from wanting to attack you. And you can also just, if you need to, control and restrain people. Or finally, you can just knock people out if you feel your life is in danger and it's your only course of action. Not that I would ever advise that, but just just so you know it's there. Uh, so thanks again for tuning in. I just wanted to go on a wee rant about that. Uh, I look forward to hearing any feedback from you about this. If there's anything you would like me to touch on on the podcast, please let me know that as well. So thanks again. Have an amazing day, whatever you get up to. And I will speak to you all soon. Mm-hmm.